0: are you incorporating superfoods into your daily AM and PM and even afternoon snack rituals? Well, Organifi makes it so incredibly easy. Use promo code BB for 20% off of your order of Organifi products. These are incredible non-GMO glyphosate residue free superfood products with added adaptogens. And I am obsessed with the Harmony Cacao Mix in my morning coffee and also the green juice in original as like a morning matcha their glow formula their red juice formula all of their formulas are just incredible I am blown away at how delicious they are you're gonna love them your family you're gonna love them you can even serve them as a fabulous summer mocktail on the rocks use promo code BB and save 20% off now at Organifi.com slash BB. You can also find that direct link on the, and the biohacker.com favorites page. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode right here on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast, where we talk about all things looking great and feeling our best so that we can smash life, take names, and look gorgeous in the process. So this is going to be an episode that's going to be a little bit more geared towards the male listeners. We're going to talk a little bit about the bro glow, but before we get into that, welcome. My name is Rachel Varga. I'm a board-certified aesthetic nurse fashion with over 10 years in the industry of helping people look good and feel good and 20,000 rejuvenation procedures later. I also write papers on the topic of aging well and the procedures and options that go along with that. So I'm the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker and I am joined by my fabulous co-host Katie Moore.
1: And I am the biohacker side of Beauty and the Biohacker. I have my own YouTube channel, uh, Katie Type A, where I talk all about everything, biohacking gadgets and gizmos and basically all the ways in which you can optimize your health and life by taking your health into your own hands. And before we
0: go any further in today's epic conversation about, you know, our personal health journeys, how we can get that bro glow and lady glow as well. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast and YouTube channel and hit that bell so that you know when we go live next. And for all information, Beauty and the Biohacker and how to work with Katie and I one-on-one, because yes, that is available for, we don't know how long we we'll would be offering that, not forever, at beautyandthebiohacker.com. And be sure to check out previous episodes that are also linked up there and some of our favorite products and recommendations with some special discount codes, which of course helps to support the channel and the work that we do. So we have a pretty cool guest today. We have Kyle Gray, joining us and Kyle Gray is a world-class presentation coach, story strategist, and author who helps coaches, startups, and executives use storytelling to better communicate their unique value and improve sales with their audience. He combines timeless storytelling with cutting-edge marketing to ensure you've got the right story to tell while presenting. On a sales call or on a conversation, both online and offline. And Kyle recently had me on his high-ticket wellness summit where we shared a really beautiful conversation. So be sure to learn more about Kyle Gray and the work that he does at the storyengine.co forward slash honest. And Kyle's contact information is going to be in the show notes below. Welcome, Kyle Gray. It's a pleasure to have you joining us.
2: Rachel and Katie, thanks so much for having me on. Um, The the work that each of you are doing is so wonderful. And it's it's so fun to, I feel like this is going to be a really different conversation than the ones I usually have. So I'm just thrilled to be here
0: amazing and we had a little bit of fun chatting away before we started recording because katie has made the move to hawaii and kyle you feel a draw there as well and honestly uh certain places in hawaii definitely do it for me as well so you know hopefully we can all kind of get smashed together in these pretty cool environments at some point
2: (laughs) absolutely yeah we'll be coming to you live and in person someday
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely something special in the air here, especially at Kona. And I think that's kind of why Kyle and I have been um, called here for at least a period of time. So we'll see. We'll see how things go.
2: It was huh? it was a, a strange experience for me. So I'd been there. I'd spent about two months there. I had went there for five days expecting to be uh, just for a short vacation visiting somebody. And then it was right be home by Thanksgiving. And something happened in those five days where I was just like, I, I've got to keep. I pushed the plane ticket back through the end of the weekend. We'll just we don't need Thanksgiving this year. Um, And then more and more, I was just like, oh, I've got to stay. And so it turned from five days into ten weeks, and now Mm -hmm. another trip.
0: Yeah, we got to get a Katie to find the dolphins. I told you the best spot to go. And I cannot wait for you to share with, you know, myself and also everyone hanging out here what that's going to be like, because swimming with dolphins, free diving down to them and hanging out with them is such a beautiful experience. You just little hint, you'll hear them before you see them.
2: Hmm.
1: Just like thunder. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, actually, no, you never see, you never hear thunder, lightning. That's what I meant. The thunder and lightning. You know what I meant. Yeah. Oh, so right, I'm on right now. Time.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm living vicariously through you. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: All right, Kyle. So, why don't we open things up here with having you tell us a little bit about your personal health journey? Why are you here as a human? What work are you, you know, passionate about doing? But yeah, let's just start with what got you into wanting to help heal others.
2: Great question, and and it will all my healing journey provides the the answers for a lot of those. Um, I've been in in storytelling and marketing and uh, content strategy for a long time. I started working um, right out of college for a startup called WP Curve. And right as I had graduated college, um, I, was, I was a successful, smart student. I was doing really well in class. Um, I had been holding up a bunch of jobs um, outside of classes. So I graduated debt-free and paid for it myself and uh, was trying to like start my own business. I, I had this vision of being able to travel the world and work anywhere I wanted from my laptop. Um, so we got a little bit of a spoiler alert I was able to do that to some degree since then, but uh, um, at this time, I'm in my late 20s, and um, what what the story of like overworked student just isn't fitting the mold for how I'm feeling right now. I remember like my my jaw felt like it was gonna fall off my face, and there was no bro glow going on. There was sunken eyes, and just kind of people would call me gaunt um, or pale or things. I, uh, I am am a very athletic and active person. And during that time, I couldn't hike more than a quarter mile without uh, some serious knee pain. And, uh, you know, I became obsessed with ergonomics in this time. I still have a lot of the stuff like a... Uh, Uh, Like a folding bluetooth keyboard that butterflies like this because also I was getting like pain in my elbows and my every time It was like the Greek myth the Hydra where you try to cut off one head of the creature and then three more would appear And I was just like every time I tried to solve one problem with my health all of these seemingly unconnected ones were happening and and not to mention like fatigue and anxiety just you know, I I was running through all this stuff and so for the first couple of years in my entrepreneurial world i was i was dealing with this and working with this on top of uh the challenges of figuring out how to start a business and de- developing a a competitive skill set and you know really becoming known and uh you know, despite despite those challenges, and over the course of a couple of years, and helping a startup grow to seven figures uh, in recurring revenue with content marketing, and starting to work with um, some some really like brilliant uh, and thought leaders in the space, um, I found myself at a workshop where I was helping uh, the other people prepare themselves and position themselves to be great speakers and to get on stages. And uh, this was the, this workshop happened to be filled with uh, health and wellness experts. And um, <clears throat> I guess over those last two years, I had started to uh, get a little bit of the pieces of my puzzle together. I discovered I had a thyroid problem and later uh, Hashimoto's disease. Um, which was at the source of a lot of what I was going through. And um, <clears throat> so at this workshop, I remember sitting across the lunch table from some, a woman. She says, hi, my name is Dr. Grace Liu and I help people overcome chronic autoimmune conditions through better gut health. And I was like, oh, so your audience must want this. They try and do this, you know, but this happens and this is what they really need. And she's like, oh my God, you need to come work with me. And so within not too much time, we had worked, we had arranged a, a, a trade where I started helping her with her, her messaging. Whenever she had a new product to launch, we'd help her get clear on, on what she was doing. We I helped her uh, ghost write a book. I helped her uh, put together a digital course that combined supplements and labs and um, a lot of these things, which really helped her reach more people, reach people at scale and get out of her doctor's brain and actually get, get what this well forested kind of, you know, source of brilliance into, into really simple stories that would land in people's hearts and really communicate the value. Cause that was one of the things I thought was missing. And it wasn't just me. It didn't just take me years to figure this out. I also, when I was younger in my earlier twenties had, had two friends that had these weird gut health, you know, kind of things are like now later we've figured out one of them at limes, but this broke them to the, this, this drove each of, you know, very close friends of mine who I'm very grateful are here today to the brink of suicide. And they didn't know who to go to, where to go to. Um, and all of a sudden I was working with this doctor and I've been like, where have you been? You know, just, ah, uh. Like, how did I not hear about this? How did I not know about this? And maybe there were people with messages, but they weren't landing for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was starting to wonder, like, how many more people like me are missing out on this awesomeness? Because within a few months of working with her, of helping with my gut health, um, of bringing this together, the, the fatigue and the anxiety that had once plagued me had started fading away. And, um, and, and I started, uh, you know, I started being able to uh, climb rocks and, you know, go on adventures like I liked to, I started to feel better and more excited about what I was doing. And there was just such an incredible value this whole whole I I felt like I had access to myself again that before I was just like when I thought you know I was just sick or injured that I was just stuck like that forever in this low vibe life and now all of a sudden like this this so many elements of me were were accessible again and so I just saw how incredible these these gifts like that that brilliant people like yourself are sharing and how important it is that that they do it in a way that really gets results.
1: Kyle, I, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, and I, I just, I, I had a, a quick question, actually somewhat of a two-part sort of woo-woo question. But first off, are, are you a meditator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And had you been meditating before you, you know, kind of came into this whole realization about your health and kind of fixing it?
2: I, I had been practicing sporadically meditation. And one of the techniques that I was doing that I found um to be really, really powerful was a an open focus technique by this guy named Les Femi, where you kind of as you're meditating, you kind of like think and visualize and try to experience like space around you. Um
1: yeah, because I'm just curious, like, you know, based on just these crazy sort of fortuitous experiences, like How much of it do you think was a result of like manifesting, kind of coming into, you know, meeting this person who would actually help transform your health versus just chance or happenstance?
2: Oh, my goodness. That is such an incredible um, and and very, very good question. And, um, you know… I, I feel I have this source of power within me. Um, I actually made a podcast about this, about my first trip to the island. There's been times in my life where I've known what I've wanted to do. Like I remember being in college and wanting to go to Brazil so bad. And, and like I knew about an internship there. And I walk into um, the, the person who's like in charge of this. And I say, hey, I want to go work in Brazil. And they were like, well, do you speak Portuguese? And I said, no, but I will by the time I get there. And the reason I tell that story is there was this energy of like, I know what I want and I'm going to get it. And, you know, I don't know exactly how I'm going to get it, but nothing's going to get in my way. And that was the same thing when I was like, I'm staying on this island. And so there is, there, there, I get glimpses of this. And I must admit that one of the biggest, lessons um that i've been <clears throat> coming into this year is that i haven't always trusted the other half i've i've created a lot of faith in myself and i feel this is kind of a masculine thing we like to do it all ourselves and if nobody else you know i'll get it done raw you know but um <clears throat> it's been a big lesson like a- acknowledging this other half and and really feeling supported by by uh the universe and the unknown and knowing that that what i'm setting out to do will be will be supported, but something i'm still really growing into to be honest with you
0: i think that's gorgeous and let's just kind of break this down a little bit and what are a few things kyle that you've had to deprogram for better health and living because for myself in particular there's, you know, things that I had to, there's programs running in the background in our subconscious and unconscious that if we're not careful, start running the show. And for us to show up and live our greatest lives, we certainly have to work on body, mind, spirit, energy optimization. So when Katie asked you, are you a meditator? That's awesome. The other layer I'd want to put on that is like, where do you source from? And then also when you talked about, you know, the sort of Uh, different way of meditating that you that you mentioned, is like open focus. Um, I actually do a ton of different meditations. And one of the ones that you may know about is uh, some of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. And when you're talking about like the frequency of space, like that's what this little thing is, the art crystal that I'm wearing here. Uh, It's a creation by Nassim Harem. And the optical quartz is actually the lattice structure of the, the atoms in the quartz is actually made to be in alignment with the same frequency of actually the space vacuum. Did you guys know about that work? That, that technology is available now.
2: I think I've seen... Uh... Uh, somebody I really respected actually on the island wearing one of those things. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, because I recognize that necklace, even in the kind of small picture I see on my screen.
0: Yeah, it uh, actually helps with structuring water. So if, for example, you've seen different like photos of like, uncoherent water molecules, and then more coherent, like beautiful looking snowflakes, that's kind of what can change with the ionic structure of water we're basically bags of water and um, so yeah there's there's some really cool information out there but
2: technology i've got so far is still soda stream for oh my gosh i almost brought water.
1: mine out here and Why then my fiance was like i am like, going
2: to bring mine back." okay please I'm checking yeah, please. it in my bag
1: amazing i should have brought my bottles because i i absolutely love my soda stream i know it sounds crazy and it, there's just something about it, though, that is, you know, just so easy to to be able to use and and have that kind of water. I I don't know. It's just everyone's different with their water, but I love sparkling water. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So Kyle, what are some of the things that you've learned to kind of deprogram from your previous story? Because you're an expert in storytelling and how you've kind of evolved to cultivate the story you have now and, you know, your future story for better health and living.
2: Absolutely. And it's one of the most beautiful and exciting things about the work I do is that the stories, you know, I've done this myself, the stories that are the roadblocks in our lives, um, you know, it's possible to translate those. And I have the, the honor of like working with people and in, in doing that. But what's really exciting for me in particular is not only to like change something from a roadblock into something empowering and energizing, but to transform it into something that you can get up on stage and share with vulnerability and authenticity. And then something that actually like makes you money and advances your vision is like, it really lights me up. <clears throat> But knowing that is knowing like the first step and one of the things I had to realize, is like we're always telling stories, and we need to we, we, we have the ability to question those. So what I mean by that is um, oftentimes in, in my in my darker times, I would either wake up in the middle of the night or I would feel this often, I would feel anxiety. and it was because I was experiencing gut inflammation. And so my my intestines, we're we're experiencing stress and anxiety, and I before when I didn't understand my body, then it would be like I would feel this, and then I would feel oh okay, uh, you know your brain would just fill in the gaps of like well it's obviously because you're not a good enough entrepreneur or you don't deserve what you want, right? When 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 I started to understand like my body and where I was going and and things, it was able I was able to start questioning and being like. Uh, well, is it that, or you know, did I have a little bit too much sugar the other day, or am I just—is this what gut dysbiosis feels like? And um, <clears throat> giving myself the credit, you know, and and the time to question those things um, was was uh, really really powerful. And then saying, okay, well, if it is gut dysbiosis, like, what do I want, and where do I want to go? And actually, like creating a vision for the, the future, just like Joe Dispenza, you're you're right, and that's that's one of the things I'm I'm using his work these days for for my morning meditations. Um, and yeah, it's like creating and writing out a a future and a better vision that you like you speak into um, like who you want to be and where you want to be, what your life looks like in six months, a year from now, and you talk about it in present tense. And, um, you know, even, even some of the things you've got to deprogram is like, well, that's woo. That's not like, what, what's that about? You know, that's silly or, um, <clears throat> cause I think also like I had, uh, coming from this kind of really practical tactical kind of, uh, foundation of working in copywriting and startups and content marketing and all of these things. Um, For a long time, I I, uh, developing these skills, I really had this like, if it doesn't influence the bottom line, then it's trash and people don't want to hear about it. And so um, coming into more of like my softer side and my more of my uh, empath side, and seeing how I can, you know, Uh, first valuing that more for what it is and then seeing how I can actually combine it and use it and by like, it's, it's one of my greater gifts rather than something that I thought was kind of a a weakness or a detractor because it allows me to, you know, really listen in and connect with the people I'm working with and hopefully connect their story with, you know, what their clients need and feel as well. And so um, like creating a better vision for myself and really, Uh, embracing who I was authentically and just the different aspects of me have all been um, really essential into kind of creating this combination that nowadays I feel like I'm in a really unique and gifted place. Like not only did I manifest somebody that, that helped me um, recover my health, but now I, I've manifested like, you know, hundreds of conversations with people that I I find fascinating and inspiring in this space. And and I've been able to create where I was once like a marketer and just another marketer copywriter who, you know, let me help your startup. I'm a copywriter too, to being in a unique space and having a unique story and being able to impact people that I love to work with.
1: Kyle, who are some of your personal favorite storytellers and what about them and their storytelling style really speak to you?
2: Hmm that's that's a really good question. Um
1: by the way I'm a journalist by trades so just in case you are wondering <laughs> so I got a little bit of the storytelling stuff too, you know. <laughs>
2: so who are um, as far as like literature goes, um, I would say, like, I, I really love books by Kurt Vonnegut. And he's always able to like, say some he he makes statements that are under the surface that are so powerful and good. And um, I've really been inspired by how he did that in his writing. And uh, it really ties into a lot of how I appreciate teaching as well, by helping people use stories and really understand what they want to teach. To um, create those same kind of sub messages without without just be like kind of shoving information down people's throats. Um, let's see who another another great um, storyteller and speaker. You know, one of the one of the really good good people at the top level. This guy Stu McLaren does this uh, better than almost anybody else. Um, I call them success projection stories, and it's kind of like what I was just describing with. Kurt Vonnegut, Stu is able, uh, every time he speaks, whether he's teaching in one of his courses, whether he's speaking on stage, creating content in social media, he can so smoothly be like, well, one of the clients in my program that is just like you and was going through the exact problem you're going through came to me with the same problem. And they asked this question that's on your mind. And here's how I helped them. And it created this amazing result for them. And now they live on a boat. And, uh, he just like weaves these stories in and he he just like, you know, he's subliminally stating like, Hey, I've got a lot of successful clients that look just like you in this program. And, uh, I was able to help them. So I'll be able to help you, but it's, he's telling it in a story that gets people to lean in and be like, wow, I've got to take Jerry succeeded too. Okay. I uh, sign me up, you know? Um, and that's, that's some of the most amazing, amazing mind blowing stuff I see.
0: All right, so I'm gonna lean in here for just a hot second and ask you a story or a question rather, of how can we start to dream the story of our future? Because I see so many people just getting caught in the rat race, they've taken the blue pill, they're just stuck, and they don't know how to really manifest, create, or dream the life that they've always dreamed of. So what are some of your tips for doing this when, say, you're you're working with clients and you're trying to help people figure out, like, how to get their message across to find their ideal client, so what are some of your strategies for helping people dream the story of their future?
2: Mm, that is a a really good one. Um, you know one of the the exercises I've used personally again is um i was I was recently given this this really nice leather bound journal, and um it was one of those ones that you know when people give you nice journals it's almost a problem because you feel bad writing in them at first but i was like okay i know exactly what i, I knew what i was going to do with this one and i um so i opened it up it was kind of dungeons and Dragonsy theme because he had seen a video of me talking about it um uh, before and so he he wanted to uh give me something to you know tickle my nerd fancy and, oh my uh, god
1: we're totally playing dungeons and dragons when you come good, out here
2: good i'll bring <laughs> I'll bring my books too. I've got to bring a bigger duffel bag to check, I guess. throw in the soda stream in here. Everybody's my fiance's
1: mouth just dropped. He's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I should
2: have brought my books. <laughs> I'll, I'll get them. I'll get them. Don't you worry. Um, but anyway, so this book, I, I wrote it and I called it the spell book. And I've just been making a habit of every page is just a future of the vision and, and or a vision of my future. And really what that means is, again, you pick, you, you pick a specific point in time and something has happened that you want and you write about it in the present tense. And this is one of the things I did actually before I went to um, Hawaii is I can remember a, a couple of weeks before um, just writing in my journal, there, there was a couple of things like I am I uh, I'm standing on a beach, my laptop's far away and I am, you know, finally feeling at home. Um, <clears throat> There was a little bit I'll admit there was like there was kind of a romance that I was I was hoping for uh, when I went out there at first. It didn't quite work out that way. And so there was a few of those details in there but uh, uh so we'll we'll tell that story another time. We won't go too deep into that in here, but it's like stepping into that and and how i how I would do it with my clients um as well is uh you know i've I've noticed like when when people describe their clients um it's really interesting if people can't describe their clients then there's one thing we can work with and i've also found like when a lot of people when we when we just start like describing who their ideal person is to work with like i can remember in one of my my group workshops recently somebody said i help struggling coaches with x and this was where he was because he was also struggling. And so he was in this mindset and this is the kind of people that I work with too. And I was like, why do you help struggling coaches? And, and so I actually just moved the word um, struggling a little bit further back in the sentence. And then it was, I help coaches struggling with X and it changed um, the feeling of the, of the phrase and it all of a sudden called him to a higher level because, um, and like opened him up to other things because I think a lot of us, yeah, like who we want to speak to and who we want to serve as a client, oftentimes is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves or who we can make an impact with. And one of the things I impress upon, I actually just sent him this message of like, remember that your personal limitations have nothing to do with the impact that you can make for somebody else. And so never impose your limitations on somebody else and i was hoping to open them up to like you can like the gifts that you have can make a tremendous impact with certain people and and of course you want to like help the struggling coaches too i love them i want to help the struggling coaches too but we're right now in a place where if we're going to work one-on-one or we're going we need to have premium pl- clients so that we can be at our best so that we can make sure we're taking good care of ourselves to keep the glow going and uh and when we're when we're really clear on that then yeah, it like just just u- upgrading like who you want to work with and who you want what can upgrade the vision of your future and just giving people the space to do that um, before you start digging into the tactical practical let's build a speech kind of stuff is is such a a, a good place to begin.
0: Katie's enamored by your bro glow, I can tell. I don't think I've ever seen her, like, so captivated by your storytelling techniques. I, I love this.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I am totally fangirling over here right now. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have my own glow, Just, but that's by nature of the, the little Hawaii background I have. But I I, I really want to go deep on something with you, Kyle. And um, I don't know if you've ever been asked this question before, and I don't think I've ever asked anybody this. But, and I'm I'm hoping that like we there'll there'll be a definitive answer, but I'm not even sure if there will be. How often do you think that us individuals, humans on this earth, change their own stories throughout the course of their lifetime? And what do you think is the impetus to change? And I'll just give you one small anecdote: Love my family but they have not changed their story. In the past year, even since meeting Rachel, my story about myself, my worth, my business practice, my mindset, my spirituality has changed so much. So I'm just curious like what your take is on that and you know, is it is it normal for people to constantly change their stories or do you think most of us just make small little iterations over time?
2: Yeah. I think a lot of us, you know, usually what changes our stories is trauma. And that's for a lot of us. That's the only impetus is getting our ass kicked in one form or another. And, and we kind of are just, uh, like dealing with the consequences of that. And I would say, you know, there's a ton of opportunity to actively change your story that, and that's really where it's, it gets interesting, you know, and, and, uh, uh, I would say, you know, I don't know if there's an average, I would say it, it definitely varies from person to person, but I would like to find myself with the people who change their stories more frequently, who have this flexible identity, because again, what, what changing your story means is that you're on the edge of your comfort zone, you're you're developing yourself. And And speaking of stories, one of the stories I had to change about being on the edge is like... When you're on the edge of your comfort zone and that's what the glorious journey of entrepreneurship uh, provides for you, um, <clears throat> you're always feeling uncomfortable. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and so there's this feeling and I'm, I'm used to this feeling. I know what it is. It's like this, It's I feel it in kind of my solar plexus and I'm like, whoa, is this going to work? Is This is uncertainty. Man, I wish this wasn't here. I just wish I had another, you know, stack of money and then all the clients I needed. And then I could just, you know, hang out on the beach. But, uh, but so we have this uncertainty. And one of the things I've noticed is, you know, the feeling stays the same, but, uh, but if you're like always on the edge of your comfort zone, the thing that gave you that feeling of discomfort and uncertainty six months ago is probably like, Oh, that's no big deal. That's no thing. Um, but, uh, and so you're on something new now, but if you just feel like if you're just stuck with like, oh man, I'm, I'm so uncomfortable all the time. I'm not progressing at all. You're like, you're not seeing the, uh, the, the growth. And so it's like being, being able to acknowledge the change and see where the change and the story is because yeah, you can, mm-hmm. you can like visualize that and accept that and acknowledge that because yeah, it's part of the journey.
0: Totally. I know for me, where I actually get my biggest creative pushes and, you know, the really juicy stuff and how I can continue to serve others actually happens when I continue to work on myself. And we're talking like deep shadow psychological, spiritual work. And it's insane when you take the time to maybe acknowledge things in your past, like with trauma, like what you mentioned, Kyle, and really deep rooted things. And you really kind of unpack that and how it can maybe certain situations make you feel like you have that tension in your, in your solar plexus area, like you mentioned and then digging in a little bit deeper okay why did that cause that you know at what age what was the reason it's it's pretty crazy how how you know really kind of comes back to almost like the law of one Or when we start to just really follow like one of the Ten Commandments, right? Look after your neighbor, like you would want to look after yourself kind of thing. It's it's really interesting. So I encourage you to maybe add that layer when you're working with your clients to develop their story and develop how they can help people. When they end up doing the inner work, it's just going to create this like this spiral of creative juices. And yeah, it's, it's fascinating when you can kind of also pinpoint like what your source is also.
2: Yeah, I would love for you to uh, go deeper into pinpoint what your source is. You mentioned something like that earlier, um, like where you draw your source from. And, and I don't know if I have necessarily, may, maybe this is kind of the theme that I was hinting at kind of moving into this year, but what does that mean to you? And what does that look like?
0: sure yeah i mean i've been really open with katie this last year and and through some of my work i've been able to help katie and you know katie and i have this really cool actually uh what i really consider alchemy when we come together both our perspectives beauty and biohacker together are just creating some pretty neat conversations so when we're talking about source we're talking about your spirituality where do you glean from and it's different than say are you christian are you Buddhist? Are you atheist? Right? Are you Baha'i? There's many different types of religions, but spirituality is quite different. And so where I pull my source from, I have a really neat background where my great grandmother was actually the second ordained female evangelical minister in Canada. And then I'm fifth generation of Vancouver Islander. So that's really unusual. And my great great grandma was actually one of the first immigrants over from the UK and was considered a spiritualist then. So like in my, my history and my ancestry, that's, that's been there. And so I can't really like, there's no way for me to get away from that because it's so deeply embedded in who I am and my structure and, and all of that cool stuff. So I feel really lucky to have that. And I feel like sometimes if people aren't really clear on that, it's something that if you seek, you'll find it. And that's kind of the beauty of it. So if you're listening, you're like, Oh, you know, I've never really thought about that, or I don't really know what my source is, start to do some work around that. And when you start to really kind of like pinpoint where your source is coming from and you lean into some of your strengths there's a lot of power in that
2: yeah i agree it's 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 been what i've i've been coming into a lot more and just being able to trust that uh you know, that when you, when you put the order in that, that things are going to work out. And again, it's, it's funny in this, in this journey, I feel like we're challenged to remember this all the time. And it's so much, it's, uh, um, in, in the midst of all of the day-to-day things that we're doing and the more we can tune into that and trust and, and be aligned with that. Um, I feel like it's yeah, essential for us to, um, yeah, keep the energy and keep the meaning and keep the, the uh yeah the reason behind why we're doing all of this um and yeah just going into those stories it's been really interesting again like i said coming from a place of like where i started in this world of like very bottom line only thing that like if we don't make immediate money from this it's not important to actually really shifting a lot of how i work with my clients to um Move more into this inner story work, and and as I've been going through my own work myself, and using that too uh, as the as the fertile ground to create those those high converting speeches and presentations and stories.
1: Kyle, did you grow up on the East Coast?
2: I grew up in Utah.
1: Okay, interesting, interesting, because I. I grew up in New York and, uh, you know, I love New York so much, but there is a, um, there's a certain story that New Yorkers tell themselves and it's, you know, it's this work hard, play hard mentality and it really kind of shifts the dynamic of of that culture, you know, and I think, and I actually, rather than think it, I'm going to ask you, you know, based on kind of you're working with um, people from all over the world. Do you think certain areas, even of the United States, you know, really embrace certain stories? And then what happens, you know, when you sort of get transplants? It, do they adapt to those new? Do they adapt to those stories or bring their own? And obviously there's going to be a melting pot, but when does that shift actually happen where it no longer becomes like the New Yorker story? It's, it's really just kind of like, this more like molded melting pot of multiple stories. And I don't know if that, I mean, that's kind of a long winded way around it, but I I guess I'm just trying to like figure out the delineation between different cultures and different stories and, and when they all kind of sort of merge together.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I would say uh, my, my master's was in like international relations and anthropology. So this is a question I puzzle over all the time. Um, and then I do think there's lots of ways that, you know, geography, that history, you know, impact our, our personal cultures and, and how we see things. There's a definite energy that the, you know, New York or the East coast has, that's a different philosophy than I feel a lot of the kind of central states. And then I would consider myself in the mountain West, uh, you know, when, when people call Utah the Midwest, it offends me a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or uh yeah the uh the west coast as well um and uh i guess uh you know i can i can i can see yeah how different places influence different people's cultures and um while i can't say like you know this place is like this one of the things that i've learned in my in my travels is i I've, I've always been really motivated to uh to travel is like i remember Um, when you, when you get to move around to different places, it gives you the opportunity. Like, I feel like your identity is kind of fluid. And if you go into a different shape container, like there's a New York shaped container, there's a Vancouver shaped container, and you can, you'll, you'll fit into it. And you'll notice where things are a little bit different. Like I lived in Thailand for a year and I noticed that people used forks and spoons differently. Um, Than they did. They kind of used the fork as something to like guide food onto their spoon. Whereas uh, us in the West, we stab it and rah, you know, and that's all fine. But it was like, it blew my mind. People use forks and, and and spoons differently and if i would have stayed in my own culture i never would have known that and so by moving around and because so i can see that this happens and and again i think there's there's factors like you know how densely populated it is how cold it is um you know how uh, what what uh what what kind of recreation resources are available there um that really influence influence people you know new york it's very crowded the streets are tough everybody's like walking really fast they've got a place to go and probably because it's cold outside and and uh, and they're in a rush you know but uh but so yeah it varies from place to place and and while i i would consider this a phenomenon you're you're probably experiencing this right now you even mentioned it like island time is, uh, you know, being able to move around and kind of see how you fit into these different places gives us the opportunity to really decide, okay, what's me and what is the culture that I grew up in or kind of like self-assigned to myself.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that was really what I was trying to get at. It was just, I grew up in this very different, you know, mindset and way of thinking and story I told myself and over time as i've made my way across the country to california and now in hawaii i am starting to feel just a huge change in myself and my story and so i just kind of wanted to sort of make some type of connection there and i think that you you hit it right in the head you know so thank you i appreciate that all right let's get to the bro glow <laughs> I've been really fascinated
0: watching how Katie has almost been like enamored with you, Kyle, not in a way that Jasper will be threatened by. But, uh, you know, Kyle, you're very captivating. And I know when you reached out to have me on your summit, High Ticket Wellness Summit, when I got on the camera with you, I was like, okay, this guy's different from a lot of the other, you know, men that I interact with, you have something that I don't always see in men. And that's radiance. And I typically see radiance in more women. But I absolutely see it in you. And it was just fascinating watching, you know, Kaylee, or Katie just like leaning in, and just like hanging on your every word. I think uh, unconsciously, that's also what Katie was picking up as well. So, what would you say your secret is for getting the bro glow?
1: Also, we totally just flattered Kyle so much (laughs) in this episode. He's going to be leaving fully glowing. (laughs) Guys,
0: take some dating tips right now. Seriously? There
2: we go. Wow. Yeah. Well let's see what I can do um uh again, I think some of the the bro glow is you know i've I've done a lot of the fundamentals of good health I've removed a lot of uh inflammatory foods from my life i I try to eat as well as I can uh, when you first saw me, I was living on Hawaii for about two and a half or one and a half months at that time, so that definitely gave me a boost um and uh <clears throat> you know I think one of the things that that has uh that that is an aspect of this um is that uh yeah i have spent a lot of time like reflecting on my identity and my strengths and weaknesses. And and I've, I've been really more comfortable than I feel most people are and kind of being like, well, this is where I am and this is where I'm struggling and I have this. And it, it's again, being authentic and just being a comfortable sharing where I am and not trying to be the, well, everything's great and I make all of the best sales and I made in an, another $10,000. I just found it on the street yesterday and uh, I donated it to you know, the neighborhood dog. I don't know Um, where, where I feel like there's, there's a lot of that in the marketing world. Everything's great. I'm so great. I'm a marketer. It's all perfect. Passive income. And uh, so, yeah, just being willing to be open with your struggle. And this is, this is really what I love to work with people in is like, how do we share ourselves in a way that really connects? And this is what people I feel need is this human connection right now. It's not having the best things to teach. It's not having the coolest products. It's being able to land with somebody in a way that helps them feel heard and understood and know that there's another person on the other side of that. And so uh, being more willing to be open, being more willing to be real, sharing a little bit of vulnerability and who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. um, I do think it's something that that uh, men in particular need and a lot of people just in general can benefit from when sharing who they are and connecting with their customers.
0: It's almost like you have like this really cool balance that I don't see in a lot of dudes with like the the feminine qualities with also like the male, we got to get sh- done, right? And it's it's really cool seeing that blend with you. And I encourage more guys to get there also. And also ladies. It's like really get into that balanced space for sure. Kyle, I feel like Katie and I, we could talk with you for hours. But let's wrap things up here. And Kyle, tell us how people can work with you.
2: Yeah. So there's a couple of ways that people can work with me. And the link you see right down below, the first step, the storyengine.co slash honest. That is my guide that I have the the top five storytelling mistakes that I see so many entrepreneurs and coaches and leaders making when sharing their story and, and who they are. And so uh, take a look at that and I'll give you a few suggestions for solutions. There's also a way um, with that document that you can book a, uh, a 20 minute call to connect. Connect with me. So um, that's one of the easiest ways to get in touch with me. And I work with people, again, experts who are too smart for their own good. And I help them craft powerful stories that allow them to express who they are, enroll their customers, and get people into their programs. So I work one on one with people, and I also have a group program called Story Pro, which uh, I'll be opening up the doors in. April for the next cohort. I just finished the last one uh yesterday and it was it was a big honor, ton of fun. And so uh yeah, check out thestoryengine.co slash honest. You could learn a few storytelling mistakes. You can uh book a call with me if you'd like to uh, chat more. And then at the storyengine.co, I've got tons of I've got a podcast, which I can't wait to have you on soon, Rachel. Um, will be I have several Amazon best selling books. What's the
0: share info. the name of your podcast, Kyle?
2: the The Story Engine podcast, and then Perfect. the book is also the Story Engine. It's all it's all been based around a, a best selling Amazon book on on content strategy and better storytelling, and uh, yeah, I've been building that brand up for the last few years, and would love to, uh, yeah, hear from anybody who enjoyed this and and uh, yeah, connect with you more.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody, here on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and also subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the bell, Tibetan bowl from a fabulous island where I live, talking about island time. I live it and breathe it and I have for every single day of my life living here, except when I lived in Vancouver for biochemistry at UBC. Anyways, I digress. Be sure to check out how you can work with Katie and I at beautyandthebiohacker.com. We do have one-on-one consultations for biohacking with Katie available and also one-on-one virtual skin optimization consults with me too. So we'll see you guys in the next episode right here on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast.